You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and we are going to be talking about how to know when you need a mental business reset. Today, I'm sitting down with Whitney Eckes. And we're going to be talking about her anxiety disorder and how it led her to create Get Super after not wanting to sacrifice her morning cup of coffee, which was ramping up her nervous system. She sought out a solution to her favorite morning routine when she found out that infusing CBD into her coffee gave her the energy, but didn't trigger that anxiety. And so in today's conversation, I dig in with Whitney about what anxiety sort of manifests as and how do you know when you need to take a step back and look at your routine and what are the steps that you can take in order to overcome these feelings of anxiety and how you actually know when you need to do a reset in your business. Now, sitting down with Whitney for me was really eye-opening. I felt there were so many takeaways. I was downloading the apps she talked about right away. It was really a great conversation that had so many takeaways. So I'm super excited to present to you guys today what to do if you need a mental reset with Whitney Eckes. Whitney, thank you so much for being here today on Social Selling Simplified. So let's dive in a little bit uh, and start with your story. Can you tell and share with my listeners a little bit about how you became a serial entrepreneur and doing what you do today. Yeah, absolutely. So my whole background has been in marketing. I've been in marketing for like the last like eight or nine years. I started in college and kind of walked through learning really the social landscape at that time. Um, I got really familiar with obviously the way to market brands on, you know, Instagram and Facebook. And I mean, these weren't little brands. You were talking like Red Bull or talking about Hilton, Marriott, things like that. And so from that standpoint, I launched my agency a couple of years after that and was just in this really awesome kind of entrepreneurial state with my agency and working with other clients and working with other brands. And I had kind of had this inkling that I really was looking to do something a little bit more, just something different, something that, you know, really came to me. I'd always have this dream of having like a product-based business. And then 2020 came. And when 2020 came, you know, we lost, we had lost so much business in terms of marketing. We were primarily like, we had primarily the most amount of clients within the hospitality space. And obviously all hospitality kind of had to go through a pause or a shutdown or things like that. So it gave me a little bit more free time to really think about what I was really wanting to do and what I was looking for. And then during that time too, I was also diagnosed with severe anxiety and depression. 
So I was walking through my own mental health journey. I was really kind of going through a reckoning of what I wanted to do and what my next step in my career was going to be, as I'm sure a lot of people in 2020 witnessed. And then I basically was able, I basically had this awesome opportunity come to me where I was able to launch Get Super, which are hemp infused instant coffee. And from that standpoint, we've been developing this product launched in October, and we're really kind of marketing ourselves as this instant wellness beverage company um, to help entrepreneurs, moms, just career-driven women or women just in their day-to-day life feel a little bit more super. I love it. I want to ask you a couple of questions about, you know, as we uh, started before we started recording, I said to you that I just wanted to have a super authentic conversation sort of around this correlation between entrepreneurship and wellness and mental health. And there's all these things that are very intertwined in it and and much different than when you work a nine to five. When this whole like market shifted for you, so this is the whole, you know, marketing agency angle. It was that, um, did you find that that was intertwined at all with your mental health journey? Were there any parallels with that? Oh yeah. I think, you know, as, as entrepreneurs or whenever you have your own business, you know, or you're marketing yourself, there's, we have this certain ambition within us and it's really kind of a hustle. It's a go, go, go and pushing yourself and really trying to achieve all these goals and your dream lifestyle and X, Y, and Z. So when there was a moment to slow down and to analyze what was going on internally with me, Absolutely. That came totally with 2020 and, you know, kind of the slowing of my own business. Um, And it really caused me to kind of reflect and look at, you know, mentally, like where I was at. And that was one of the biggest things that led to get super. And also too, even a huge shift in the marketing agency. I mean, we doubled our revenue in 2021 and not just like kind of these small goals. I mean, we had completely crushed the goals that we had originally set for 2020 and got above and beyond this whole mental health journey had been something I would say that was kind of stirring within inside me for a couple of years. And then when the pause happened, it was something that forced me to look a little bit deeper. And when I did look a little bit deeper, I recognized as an entrepreneur, there was a whole lot of work to be done. There was a lot of mindset shifts. There was a lot of self-care that wasn't happening. There was a lot of just mental health care that I needed to educate myself on. Okay. So interesting. I was part of a mastermind and it was with Rick Mulready. And he used to always say that it's really important that you are able to sit at the dinner table with you in this chair and your business in a chair beside you because you are not your business. And I was curious on that answer because I think like I come from a fitness sales history, like the last 16 years of when I was working in corporate, it was always a sales-driven environment. So what tended to happen in that sort of culture is that if you did not hit your goals, it was an ugly situation just in the sense that, I mean, anyone who's a driven person, when you don't hit your goals, it can feel like that piece of that identity, you know, is, yeah, it's being shaken a bit. I'm always curious to know other people's experiences of that when they have that shift where all of a sudden factors that are external to them are shaken and they have to make that decision with how they respond and how does that impact their sense of self in those moments. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, 
I would say that there's a couple things that go along with being an entrepreneur. You know, I I think number one, you're needing to really self-check, like you just said, are you taking this personally because it's your business? Or are you Mm -hmm. able to separate the fact out that, you know, you're still worthy and you still have so much to look out in within yourself that's outside of your business. And I think that as entrepreneurs, it's so natural for us to associate our worth with what our business is doing and vice versa, right? Like our worth of our business versus like who we are and how we treat ourselves. There's definitely a correlation. Now, I think that working through that and doing the work of understanding, you know, your own self-worth, I feel like also too opens up your business to a whole basically ceilingless amount of success. I heard this really awesome quote from a girlfriend of mine. She was recently on a podcast and she mentioned that as a leader, if we have our own ceilings, we're naturally leading our business and our team with those same ceilings. And same thing I think applies to you know this own sense of worth. If we're walking in our business in the same way that we're you know seeing ourselves with a with a lack of self worth or scarcity mindset or whatever it is, we're going to naturally lead ourselves down this path of business that's probably not going to be what ideally we would hope it would be. And there's a lot of work that goes in personally that we have to do in order to kind of break those ceilings and move past it and open ourselves up to the success that we've always dreamed of. It is interesting when you think of it in the the sense that where you are now is almost something that when you're looking in your rear view mirror, it's like everything that has gotten you to this point is a sum of your learnings before. So if you want to go further, it's like looking ahead and knowing that there are obviously going to be challenges with that, that you need to prepare for and be able to accumulate that knowledge for. I think sometimes there's this internal struggle of, oh, I'm I'm struggling in my business. So therefore I'm not worthy or sure. you know, I'm not cut out for this instead of looking at it like a personal ceiling. Like we just all have these ceilings that it is going to require a mindset shift to get to that next level. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there were moments where I reached out to a lot of mentors or I reached out to a lot of people that I trusted. And there were moments where I look back and people have even said those things to me from an outside perspective. You know, maybe entrepreneurship isn't right for you. Maybe the marketing agency is not where you're supposed to be. Maybe you're not even supposed to be selling a product. And I think when we go to our community or we go seeking this like affirmation of what we're doing, I think also too, that's also poking holes in your confidence of your business. You know, every business goes through hard times. Everyone has their own struggles. There's different lessons to be learned for every entrepreneur. And I don't think that it's linear to all the same journey. I would hope that, you know, like my story and with what I'm sharing here, like that's one thing that you guys can take away is that the fact that your journey and your walk within your business is completely your own. And it does require some level of you to get, you know, an understanding of where you're at mentally and how you're leading your company into success. Because ultimately, I mean, it's going to sound so cliche, but I truly believe you need to be right kind of within yourself and also to working within yourself before you're able to lead your clients, your business, your team to success. So what were some of the signs for you that you needed that sort of mental health break? Because I think sometimes we can push ourselves to the point of almost turning off that intuitive voice that like, Mm. no, you actually need to slow down and listen 
instead of just pushing past it and trying to do all the things and realizing you need some time? For me, I mean, there were quite a bit of like signs. I was having a really hard time sleeping. I was having panic attacks. I really kind of was just overworking myself because at that point, when your business is struggling, you feel like there's never enough work to be done. Therefore, you're kind of burning the candle at both ends and just Mm -hmm. kind of becoming this state of just a mess. Those were a couple of signs for me. And then obviously within 2020, after my diagnosis, I was, you know, I wanted to go on medication. And one of the things that I did that was a little bit different as I basically walked through this holistically. The reason why is because I'm not necessarily against antidepressants. I'm not against medication, but there is a history of addiction in my family. And it was just something I didn't feel comfortable doing. So with that, those signs and walking through this holistically is what kind of led me to my next business. And like I said, it's the self-work and this kind of internal work that I did upon myself is really what helped scale my agency but then also created this incredible platform for this new business. I'm going to assume that if you had a dollar for every time you heard that someone is too busy or doesn't have time for a fitness routine, you could quit your job already. Coaches everywhere are stoked for Beachbody's newest program, Job One, specifically for busy people. No matter what your ideal customers got going on in their life, Jennifer Jacobs has created a no excuse system that will put them in the mindset that their fitness and nutrition aren't optional, they're the priority. My team and I have created 30 days of social media posts designed to engage and prepare your followers to get on board. These posts will educate them on why these workouts are perfect for them, build trust and rapport and get them excited about joining you. Get our 30 days of done for you job one posts so you can take full advantage of this exciting new release. They're at ashleyshaw.ca slash job one. Don't miss an opportunity to capitalize on something new because you weren't sure of how to approach it or what to say. You can be fully prepared and just replying to comments and messages when they come in. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash job one. What were some of the steps that you took holistically to get yourself through this challenge that you were facing? Well, a lot of therapy, (laughs) Um, a lot of therapy. And I really started to reshift my daily practices and my routine. I started getting super clear on what things I needed in order to set up my day for success. Um, I learned really quickly that I wasn't taking care of myself at all. And I mean, self-care is not your face mask and the bubble bath. It's, you know, journaling. It is breathing. It's breath work. It is meditating. It's setting up your nights so that you can sleep well. It's removing alcohol and caffeine or, you know, incorporating hemp into your caffeine so you can drink it without having a bodily trigger. There were a lot of things that I did more so than anything. It was really kind of looking at my day to day and saying, okay, what is not serving me right now? And what's not working for me? And I think there's also something to be said about doing this within your own business. What are the things that aren't serving your business? What are the time sucks? What are these things that are completely dragging you down that aren't really making your business a success anymore? I love that. So it's like a cleanse in a way, getting rid of the stuff that's not serving you anymore and being able to do that in both your personal life and your business life. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, again, like you take inventory of where you're at right now. 
take inventory mm-hmm. of where you want to be. I think too, like having a goal and a vision of where you want your business to be or what you want it to look like, or even what you want your day-to-day to look like is a great way to completely backwards engineer what you want to be happening or that goal. Yes. It was definitely like a cleanse. I definitely shed a lot of things that were no longer serving me, but it was also really hard. You know, there was a lot of sacrifice. There was a lot of letting go. I had let go of clients. I had let go of even some employees at the time. I was really kind of shedding a lot of things personally that were no longer serving me. I was really setting up some strong boundaries with friends and family and walking through my relationships and who was serving me and my friendships and my family relationships and who wasn't. So there was quite a big shift in my life and it wasn't necessarily the easiest, but it was something that for me, it needed to happen in order for me to be happy and to feel better and live a healthy lifestyle and also to be able to be well enough to take care of these two businesses. So let's talk a little bit more about this routine then. I'm a huge fan of routines and I always find like when I start to feel overwhelmed, not myself and more pessimistic than optimistic, I can always relate it back to my routine and what what has maybe shifted or happened. So what does your morning routine look like now? Yeah. um, It's kind of a long one, right around 7.30 or 8. I'll get up. I'll probably do about an hour to an hour and a half of meditation and journaling and just some kind of self-work. I'm very big about goals. I'm very big about writing out like what needs to happen and like what is in my brain and how do I make it come to fruition. And so I will do that. I don't take usually any calls before 10 a.m. That way I can immediately after my morning practice settle in and start walking through the things that I need to get done for the day, Um, whether it's emails or it's check-ins or it's just monitoring what's going on with my team. And then from that, I'll usually work till about three or four in the afternoon and then give myself the ability to Go and run an errand, make dinner, relax, unwind. And then usually I'm in bed by like eight or nine o'clock. Like, again, I've struggled with sleep for so long that sleep is something that is like a luxury to me. So the more I can just bask in it and be able to rest my body, the more I'm actually able to thrive and be able to feel better. And what kind of meditation do you have like a certain style of meditation, a certain person? I kind of dabble. I, um, I use me and my boyfriend love headspace at night. Mm -hmm. And then I usually look at him like looking at him right now. I usually jump between insight timer or Mm -hmm. depending on how spiritual or who who you are. There's this really good one called Chani C-H-A-N-I. And, um, she has some really awesome just meditations or kind of, um, different meditations or different poems just around like kind of what you're looking for in terms of like where you're at in your journey. And then also there's a lot of really cool podcasts out there that are just kind of like affirming and they'll do like a podcast or they'll do a poem that even in the morning can like kind of wake you up and set the tone for your day. So I kind of like, I dabble, I jump between a little bit of everything, but definitely meditation I feel like has really helped. And so when you were doing your meditating, what is the biggest change or difference that you started to see? I feel like meditation helps you to observe 
and be very observant and aware of what's going on around you without necessarily reacting right away. And I think that's something that's helped me. It's helped calm my thoughts. It's helped me to be more aware, be more present in the moment, but also to, again, as an entrepreneur, I'm a lot less reactive. I don't freak out as naturally as I did before. I didn't kind of really jump to conclusions or jump into a reactive mindset if something wasn't going the exact way I wanted it to. It kind of helps you really, at least for me, it helps me kind of put things into perspective and ground me in a sense. So Shawnee is on Insight Timer? Or oh, that's... no. So Chani is its own app and then Insight Timer oh. is its own app. Oh, cool. Okay. I know about Insight Timer. I use that one all the time. Yeah. And um, then Headspace too. Headspace is great. Yeah. And I actually use Headspace as well. So that's kind of cool. I like how you have one for like the evening and one for <laughs> the morning. And when you said you do like you connect with your goals, what does that look like? Like how often are you setting goals? And then what does it look like? Are you connecting with them in your meditations or is that more the journaling that you would say? Yeah, I would say both. Um, I think visualizations are a great practice, like, especially if like, I love to do morning visualizations of like what I want my life to look like. Like, so I'll do a visualization of like, where do I want to be in five years? What do I want to have accomplished? Where do I want to live? What am I wearing? What am I eating? You know, who's in my life? Who's a part of my life? And then in terms of more business goals, I get very clear. Um, I do a lot of prepping and planning throughout the year. So I'll set myself up with like my own internal KPIs. I'll set the team up with their own KPIs. And then basically on a monthly basis, I'm checking to see if we're hitting these goals. Now there's a lot of like money mindset work too, that kind of goes into that. Like, for example, like I have a, basically I keep a record of all of our revenue and goals that I want to be hitting month over month. And that allows me to kind of gauge, you know, hey, I need to be able to sign five more clients or I need to be able to increase this or this service is actually sucking us dry. It doesn't really make sense for us to be doing this right now. And I'll check those month over month. And yeah, I mean, I think too, that the one thing I want to say about goals is that there, this was something that I learned and especially walking through kind of what I walk through because we talked at the beginning of the show about kind of basically relating your own self-worth to your business and to maybe these goals. And if you don't hit these goals, you kind of crumble or you kind of feel like you're not meant to be doing what you're doing. I learned this during this whole mental health journey that I went on because it was something that I was starting to notice was like really hindering me was that if I wasn't reaching a goal, it would kind of set this whole new ceiling that I had created on my own. And it became like this stress and it had become this whole other kind of basically mindset that I was like setting up for myself for failure. And so one of the things that I think is like huge when it comes to your goals is being very clear about your goal, being very feeling it. I don't know if you're into manifesting, but like really putting yourself in the situation of what is it going to look like when you hit that goal? Where are you going to be? What is it going to feel like? How are you going to get there? And actually setting yourself up with measurable KPIs of how you're going to get there. And then kind of releasing it, kind of knowing that, you know, I'm going to reach for this, but I'm not going to set this incredible, insane timeline on it. I'm not going to 
let it mean that it's a make or break for me or for the business. This is strictly a goal that I'm going to achieve one day, but I'm not going to let it make or break the business. And that's also something that comes with a lot of celebration. So anytime that you have a goal, you should also be always celebrating something that happened within your own personal life or within your business, whether it's, you know, a small Hey, we did great today. A client said, great job. Everything looks awesome. Or you won a new client or you sold a product that you haven't really been selling for a long time. And you kind of were like, what's it, you know, maybe we need to pull it off the shelves, whatever it is, celebrate like the smallest wins, because that's also too going to affirm that what you're doing in your business and who you are in your business is also like this positive light. Because I think that as entrepreneurs, we get so caught up on these goals and then they became, they become this like monster that we create that we're not really seeing like all the good stuff that's happening because it's not quite the goal. And we're only ready to celebrate the goal that we want to achieve. Does that make sense? For sure. So can you give us an example of what you mean by internal KPIs? Yeah. Measurements are great. Like setting up your own measurements for your business. Like where do you want to be in, you know, a month? What is your marketing success look like? Like, you know, how many users do you want to onboard X, Y, and Z? But again, this is maybe such my marketing brain, but like for me, my internal KPIs are like, okay, Whitney, like, you know, outside of what I want my personal income to look like and what I want my net worth to look like one day, how do I want to feel? Do I want to feel like I'm financially free? Do I want to have a moment where I'm trying to think of like another one that's like not monetary? Do I want to be able to know that I can sleep at night? Like if something goes wrong in the business, do I want to be able to know that like, you know, I can meditate through something that employee leaving or losing a client or something along those lines and that I'm going to be okay. I think there's a lot of things that we don't necessarily mark, like keep as measurements for ourselves for these specific goals that are a little bit more mentally driven versus just like, I want to make 200,000 one day. I want my income to be X, Y, and Z. I feel like those two matter because I feel like, again, like as an entrepreneur, like you still have your life. This is still something personal that you're walking through in your career. And like you said, your business isn't necessarily always you. So how are you setting these goals up for you? And how are you taking care of yourself? How are you measuring really what you're doing to take care of yourself and to better yourself through your own journey? That's awesome. And when it comes to, you had also said monthly KPIs and goals, when you have a big goal that you've set for yourself, how do you break those down into smaller chunks so that you have a clear barometer for yourself of if you're on track. So let's say you have a big revenue goal. What would be your process in breaking that down to a monthly or quarterly basis? Yeah. So, I mean, again, just the best thing that you can do is you can look at your goal and kind of reverse engineer it, right? So if I want to get to 12 clients a month, or if I want to be bringing in X amount of income, what do those clients need to be paying me? Or how am I going to reach those 12 clients? How many emails a day do I need to be sending out and connecting with people and getting on a call with them? Those are things that we put into place like within the agency. And we kind of, again, backwards engineer it for a sense of, okay, cool. Like we want to do this amount of revenue. However, I have payroll and I need to ensure that I'm not bringing on you know, 27 clients, what services can I be offering these clients that are of a higher monetary value that are going to help us reach that 
revenue goal, but not necessarily burn out the team or make it so that we have to hire a bunch of other people. So I think that's the way that we look at setting our goals. And if it's a little bit more of like, you know, you could throw anything on the whiteboard revenue wise or goal wise, but how are you going to achieve it? And then also to like, what is actually doable? What is your actual timeline look like? Right? Like you saying you wanting to scale or like, for example, like we get this all the time, like well, not as much anymore. We used to like, we would get clients being like, I just really want to get to 10,000 followers and they have 2000 followers on Instagram. We're like, okay, cool. Like, how are we going to do that? Well, how are we going to do it? You guys are the expert. I'm like, well, let's talk about it. How many times are you reaching out to new people? What's your field marketing look like? How many people are on your email list? How many new people are you going to get in front of through strategic partnerships, giveaways, influencers, ads, spend, What does this look like for you? I think when you're talking about a very specific goal, and especially too, if you're wanting to go after a very large goal, get very clear of the amount of work that's going to go into it. And if you are really setting yourself up for success by allowing an actual amount of time to get these things done or like a practical way of getting these things done. I love that. That's amazing. Thank you so much. You provided so many great golden nuggets. So Whitney, what is the best way for people to find you, follow you and learn more? Yeah, absolutely. So you guys can find me on my personal Instagram at just Whitney Eckes. We have a podcast called Under the Influence Podcast, which is very fun. We bring on entrepreneurs, influencers. We talk about all about the power of influence and entrepreneurship. And then you can find my two businesses at Eckes Marketing and Eckes is my last name. And then Get Super, which is spelled G-E-T-S-U-P-R, which is our hemp infused instant coffee. Love it. Awesome. And uh, Whitney, you mentioned a giveaway that you were going to be able to do for our listeners. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, we would love to give you guys one of our Get Super Hemp Infused Instant Coffee boxes. It's awesome. Um, If you guys are not a fan of hemp infusion, we also have our signature instant coffee, which is just as good. It doesn't come with as many benefits as our hemp infused instant coffee, but we'd love to give one lucky listener a, a box. Awesome. So the best way for them to do that would be to tag Whitney and then tag us in an Insta story showing that they're listening to the episode. And then we'll be able to announce a winner from there. Absolutely. Okay. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Whitney. It was so great getting to know you and chatting about all things entrepreneurship. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.